It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Building downtown. Building downtown. Building downtown. Building downtown. Hey, this is Building Downtown. You can follow us on social media at the Building DT. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Jason Kelly. You can follow me at J Kelly MMA. You can follow my co-host Krill Kasatsky at Krill Raps. You can follow my other co-host, Amy Barton at Ames Bell. So tonight's guest has been with us. He's been two shows now. He's uh, become kind of our resident doctor, talked us through a lot of this COVID stuff at different stages. Uh, living in Ontario, we thought we were in the clear. Even the other day, Krill and I were talking because we live in that province. You know, it's looking, it's looking up. It's looking like we're going places. And within two days, just shit the bed again. So joining us to update us, help us know what the hell is going on, what to expect, where we're at with all this. Dr. Faisal Raymond, how's it, how's it going, my brother? Great, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on again, guys. Uh, it'd be great if we could talk about something else co- other than COVID, though. <laughs> Yo, Krill and I were just having that conversation. We're like, wouldn't it be nice to have him on sometime and not talk about this bullshit? Let's talk about head injuries and people beating each other up <laughs> and <laughs> violence. And we're still talking about a virus. No, I could, use a head, I could use a head injury right now. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. You know, in London, it's funny you said that. I, 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 we, we just had an, another uh, mini outbreak in at University Hospital, and uh, it's just driving me nuts. You know, and I think um, it's, it's, uh, it's people in the in the community are going nuts. It's very, very difficult times right now, and people want to see a, a glimmer of hope. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still very optimistic, but uh, there's a lot of unknowns, and when you have unknowns. That's what frustrates people because uh, we can't really predict. You know, I I couldn't tell you when I'd be able to fly to the states just for a family vacation. I can't tell you what date that would ever be possible. You know, I have friends preparing for the Olympics, the Olympic Games oh, in, wow. in in Japan, and um, it's weird because they're proceeding as if it's going to go ahead. The Olympic Committee's proceeding of it as if it's going to go ahead, and in, in the midst of the world is still dealing with the. Uh, with uh, new infections and new variants and new mutations. And uh, it's just uh, the whole world has become schizophrenic. I've seen some videos of Japan having uh, water pool raves already. They put a water pool them. raves. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh yeah, that Full sounds on. dangerous. Even without this shit going on, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Everyone who's high out of their minds, get in the deep end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy Christ! Let some fluids out. Yeah, the Olympics. That's an interesting one too, because uh, borders have shut down everything. They really don't want people going too far out of certain zones, even down to cities in some places, provinces, whatever. And uh, that's just representatives from all countries not all but a ton of countries all over the world is that even though there's going to be a ton of testing i would assume is that just a, a disaster waiting to happen in your opinion I mean, what I, I i just don't know what the fuck is going on like 
no country speaking up about the Olympics. Nobody has the balls or the guts to say anything. Um, the athletes, I, I just worry. I hope they're not being given false hope. They're being told to proceed as if this is going to happen. The Japanese people themselves do not want people coming to the Olympics. They don't want people from all over the world congregating there. Now, mind you, it would just be athletes. And I know that the organizers are taking every precaution possible to make sure that if the Olympic Games are held, it's held in the safest environment possible. No audience, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and really the athletes will be properly uh, housed and isolated, I suspect, uh, with testing. But I still think it's, at least at this time, it's highly irresponsible. Would I be comfortable holding the Olympic Games now? No. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens by the end of, of, of July. You know, right now we don't even know. We know that the vaccines work in terms of preventing people from getting sicker so if i'm vaccinated and i get the covid 19 infection thank i would have a less severe manifestation of the illness or i would be asymptomatic which is good but what we don't know is does the vaccine actually um, prevent you from carrying the virus and transmitting it to others so until we have you know mass amounts of people or the vast majority of the population uh, vaccinated i'm not sure if it will be safe and I think it's going to be tough to get the world vaccinated by July. And you know, so it's, it's a, and I, I want, I want the experts, so-called experts who are, you know, on CNN every day talking about everything. Nobody has said a shit about the Olympics. Like it just drives me crazy. Um, and yet, uh, and then the international Olympic committee is saying, you know what, we're going out, we're, we're going, uh, we're good to go. Everything's good to go. Uh, you know, the, the Japanese congregation says we're good to go. But uh, it, and, and athletes are being told to get ready and show up for qualifying competitions. And, uh, you know, I, I just um, it just baffles me that the, the, the world leaders are not speaking up about this. And maybe they feel that in July we'll be good to go. I don't know. But the way things are right now, I'm not sure we'll be good to go. I mean, they've managed to move the whole UFC to an island, right? Maybe to create a bubble like that, too. Maybe that's in, in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is an island, so there's that. <laughs> right, they might try. I mean, I think that ship has sailed since the UFC is selling tickets to their Jacksonville show next month. So that yeah, one happening. was interesting to me. Uh, I see. I get the you got your the apex in Nevada. I guess I think it's in, and uh, then you got Fight Island. I didn't think they'd move out of there, and the Jacksonville one. I'm like, ah, you might be pushing it now, guys. That's interesting. Uh, Amy, do you know, do you know what audience uh, number they will accept there? Like, is it only two for up to open to 2000 fans, for example, who are socially distanced or does everyone have to wear a mask? Like, do you know any details about that? Um, no, I don't know any details. The most, uh, and I'm, I'm not fucking around here. The most educated guess I can give you um, being very privy to Florida knowledge is that it wouldn't surprise me if all restrictions are lifted but before then in the state anyway. Oh, man. Um, so it's um, it's up in the air. I mean, I don't think you're going to have a high percentage of people um, hoping to have guidelines in place. It's not one of the states that's been particularly positive about that this entire time. So which is why they continue being able to do events there. If you guys recall, the last events they had in person were all there as well. They had like three in a week because it was the only fucking place that would let them come. You know, Texas, was, Texas was in the news recently too. Like they're not, I, I mean, in many parts of the United States, uh, mask wearing is still optional, right? 
you don't like you don't, I don't think it's mandatory even when you necessarily go inside a store. It might be it might vary by state, but I thought there were there were a bit more lax there. Is that correct, Amy? So in the states, it is optional even when it's mandatory. So <laughs> um, no, there are definitely it, it is state to state and it varies greatly. So um, yes, Texas made the news recently, Alabama, Mississippi, because they lifted all restrictions, including masks. So um, what seems to be more common um, rather than a unified set of states doing even somewhat similar things is um, the corporate sector. So it's instead of saying most states have, you know, even similar guidelines because they don't, uh, it'd be easier to say like Walmart and Target and public, like all these big public places and public transit, like they're requiring masks and distancing. So that's, in my opinion, easier to kind of describe than say, I mean, I can sit here and list you all 50 states and give you completely different guidelines for all of them. Very interesting. I mean, Canada, we've been so good here. Like the Canadians have been amazing. I still say that, you know, um, no matter where you go, everyone, everyone is listening to the rules. I haven't seen any sort of dissidents at all. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no, but, down but, here we have mask burning parties. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what shit, actually what and here's here's yeah. even further on the other end of the spectrum i was just talking um yesterday actually to somebody i know who lives in ireland has been there her whole life um and she said the restrictions there are still so severe that not only is everything closed like they can't get haircuts they can't get their nails done they can't do any of that but that they can't even go five kilometers farther than five kilometers from their home and there's police checkpoints wow wow can you imagine? Some... I said, if that ever happened here, you would see you would see the mushroom cloud from there. That would never go. That would work. Here. It would never happen, ever. No, no, it's true. Some places in Europe are mandating, uh, mandating like you have to have N95 or the um, uh, FFP2 or whatever it was the name. The, the 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 real masks. You know what I mean? You can't just have a piece of cloth on your face anymore. Mm. And some places I should suggest in double masking. Yeah, that's that's so interesting, you know, because um, even within our hospital systems here in Ontario, uh, you're not mandated to wear an N95 mask unless you're going going to do an aerosolized procedure. Uh, no, like, yeah, unless you're going to be exposed to aerosolized. Procedure. Oh, so, yeah. So if you're going to be uh, putting a breathing tube in or exposed to someone who's on a ventilator, then you have to wear an N95 mask for sure. And if you're going into a patient who has known COVID-19, there's high risk of COVID-19. You go under the N95 mask for sure as well, but just to you know see low risk patients who screen negative, uh, it's not even mandated in the hospital. So it's it's interesting how different countries have different rules, and I yeah, think wearing making the community wear N95 masks, which are quite uncomfortable, honestly, uh, is very surprising to me. Interesting. Yeah, they're they're pushing for it and they're pushing for doubles, and it's. Uh... I'm not going to say a country name because I don't remember, but I want to say Czech Republic. There's uh, There's been a viral video of a man getting arrested for not having a double mask. Holy well, shit. I mean, wow. he obviously probably shot some shit back, right? He didn't, they didn't just tie him up right away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he mouthed Probably up, drunk, but, started swinging. Yeah, but the, <laughs> yeah. The, reason for the, the reason for the conflict was because he didn't have a double mask and they tied him up. Took him you away. know, the thing is when fear when fear grips you, we sometimes, even as, uh, as people, as lawmakers, make irrational laws that may not even make sense mm. you know so so th that to me does not make sense to double mask in the community and it makes sense to 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 have a mask on 
and to um, uh, hand sanitize and to socially distance. And that's, you know, but to take it to that level probably shows you what that country is going through right now with, with the severity of the infections and the rapidity with which it's spreading. And people are making these kinds of decisions. Well, not only that, that also just smacks of we need to do something and feel and sound and look like we're doing something, but we don't really know what to do. Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Would That's doubling up in masks even do, like, would it prevent any more? I saw, I saw. So, so I, I wear, a, I wear a double mask. I, I wear a double mask when I'm in the hospital. I mean, COVID-19 is spread by respiratory droplets. And if the patients are in our hospital, the patients are masked. Yeah. And the providers are masked with regular surgical masks, level two masks, uh, sorry, level three masks, not, but not N95. Yeah. Um, the reason I double mask and why some of us are is if the mask doesn't have a visor, you're required to wear a visor to protect your mucous membranes in your eyes. So, oh. so, so the way, reason I'm double masked is I, when I'm, especially when I'm in a high risk ward is I might have my N95 on or a surgical mask on, but I need, you need to also have a, a, a special mask that has a visor on it. Now, our level three masks have visors on it, so one mask is 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 good enough. But the N95 mask, which is the ultra ultra protective mask, does not have a visor attached to it. So if you have an N95 mask on, that's actually not good enough in some ways because you need a visor to protect your eyes. So that's why some people do double mask. We're gonna be that. wearing helmets soon, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just isolated. Yeah. Holy it's shit. crazy. So. The third wave, apparently, Ontario is getting now. Uh, you know, any we've talked about this before. You don't know what the fuck to believe that's out there, right? You don't know what to believe. Who well, and what, even things that should be legitimate outlets aren't so legitimate anymore. Uh, what is the actual truth to this? Is it a, a real thing that's happening? Is it a thing that is on the brink of happening? Is it bullshit? What are your thoughts? You know, it's it's too early to say, guys. You know. I, and I, I honestly, I'm so isolated in London. I'm only looking at London data often, yeah. but but I can tell you that it, How is before London? the so-called London's doing okay, except you know we have these this issue at University Hospital. But, but I mean, up until recently, we were down to less than ten cases a day, new cases a day. Wow. And then over the last couple of days, though, it's gone up to thirty to forty new cases a day. Right. Yeah. So we are seeing an effect of the opening up our society and 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 you know but I, i'm very hopeful that this will be a blunted effect and that we're not going to see a massive um influx like we did with the second wave of patients who are sick you know all of our long-term care residents have been vaccinated have at least received the first vaccine all of our healthcare professionals who work in the hospital have been vaccinated you know we're, we're getting even most of the medical students done we've just started vaccinating as you guys know here in ontario uh, those who are 80 and older are all getting vaccinated getting their first shots mm-hmm. um we have now the astrazeneca vaccine in addition to the the moderna and the pfizer vaccine that's now available and the advantage of that one is it can be stored in a regular fridge so, so are they not are they not pausing the astrazeneca one no there, like you know you know uh, that's a good question amy as you know in europe they stopped it because there was a concern that there was a link to causing blood clots. Blood clots, I heard. But, but yeah, but remember, remember, blood clots are fairly common out there. And I think um, um, from from my interpretation of what I'm reading, that it's too weak. The data is too weak right now to make any link between the vaccine causing those blood clots. Well, now we'll have said to that. See. They've already said that with the sample size of people getting the vaccine and the number of clots, it's no more high. It's no higher than the normal 
occurrence. General population, yeah, and, and yeah. The high, yeah, that's correct. So, so you know, and I, you know, I see patients who develop blood clots. Just even though I'm a kidney doctor, I see it in my practice all the time because it's it's fairly common for patients with medical problems to get blood clots in the legs, and then you have to put them on blood thinners. Mm -hmm. So, so right now in Canada, we're still actively giving the AstraZeneca vaccine. And um, I'm hoping that that uh, as this, you know, as the vaccinations start to ramp up more and more, that we will be able to protect our citizens so that even if they do get exposed to COVID-19, that their manifestations are not as severe. And, um, you know, even in the mini outbreak that just happened at University Hospital, we've actually discharged the vast majority of the new new cases, um, you know, and, and we've isolated the, the, the healthcare providers that have develop the infection so uh, you know i i think there's going to be a third wave it is real but it's going to be a blunted wave i really hope i'm correct on this but that's my <laughs> that's too. my sense and that we're going to be okay but it also depends how, how we behave as a society in london there was at western university there was recently a, again a similar to your rave party another <laughs> party another party out there where there were people who were um uh, exposed unfortunately so just... uh it, you know it depends how we behave as well I was gonna say because in Kitchener here we had a meeting. Uh, we had a meeting about with some videographer. It doesn't matter. We had a meeting which we were trying to have a <laughs> breakfast, and it took us forty-five minutes just to find a spot to get in with three people. You know what I mean? In Kitchener, yeah. it was a problem. And then in London, because I currently live in London, I'm not gonna name the spot, but I pulled up to a parking lot and it was packed. Right, so I sent my girl in. I'm like, go check it out because I don't think we're getting in, and she's just waving from the door. Yeah, come on, no problem. Packed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's, uh... it's a little uncomfortable. I'm not too scared because I think I'm young and I will be able to handle it if it does come around. So I'm not going to bubble myself in the house. You know <laughs> You're going to get but, this shit but, tomorrow. But with all the shit that's going on, right? I'm sitting and okay. the bar is packed, right? Hello. Did, did, did... Hello. Are you guys there? Yeah. Yeah. You're here, right? I think I, I feel like I look at the numbers and I forget the population difference. You know, I mean, because the, the population of Canada, like the whole country is only like three times the population of the state that I live in or not even that, you know? I know so I, know. I, I think of it on a map, right? And I, like, I've been in Montreal, Toronto area. And like, I think of these cities and I think of all these people and I just wrong. And so I'm like, how are you so slow when we're vaccinating one, two, three million people a day? And then it's just like the population difference is so vast, but my brain just never synthesizes no, that part no, of the story. No, and, and, and absolutely. And I think that geographic, size of Canada is huge as well for the small population so we have populations of people like in you know the remote areas even uh, where where it's going to you know there's going to be some challenges in terms of, um, of of making sure that the vaccine is delivered it's a huge country with a small population how about so, them the, pe the people in remote areas do you know they got hit with COVID absolutely there have been uh, there have been some of our indigenous uh, citizens who's uh, where there's been outbreaks in tribes uh, for sure. So even the even remote areas have been hit with uh, with uh, COVID-19, wow. for sure. Now, are they with the everything here that is staggered is primarily by age as well. Um, and first responders, healthcare workers and all that. Do you have also like special medical allowances for medical conditions or is it strictly by age right now? So, Amy, that's a great question, because it, the interesting fact is if you're an 81 year old marathon runner, so you're 81 years old, you're in tip top shape, you know, strong, muscular, you're on no medications, you have no medical problems, and you run marathons. Comparing that person to a 55 year old kidney transplant patient on immunosuppression, mm -hmm. if both of them get COVID-19, the 81 year old has a higher chance of dying. Mm -hmm. 
So the most powerful predictor of dying from COVID is your age. Right. So, so, so the way that I think the approach Canada has taken has been driven by age and not so much by medical comorbidities. You know, uh, you know, I work with uh, patients who have um, developmental disorders, who have, uh, you know, things like Down syndrome or, or um, um, other similar um, medical issues where, you know, their risk um, is, is still lower than, than patients who are older. So I think the, the strategy Canada has taken is the right one to primarily go by age. Um, and so that's, that's, that's what we've been doing here. How, uh, how frustrated are you getting over all of this? Cause right at the start, you know, you, you know, you're like, I'd love to talk about something else. And throughout the, the past two times we've had you on, you seemed uh, really optimistic that we were closing in on an end. No, you didn't, you know, specify on a date or a certain period of time, but you felt like, you know, we're on the right track here, but is it, is it, are your patients wearing thin? You know, it is, you know, I'm, and part of it is my job. I'm the site chief of medicine at university hospital. So anytime there's an outbreak, anytime there's an uh, outbreak within the hospital system, especially it occupies all of my time. You know, I'd rather be taking care of patients, teaching medical students, teaching residents and, 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 and not focused on this administrative bullshit of dealing with this. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's important work. Don't get me wrong, but I'm getting sick of it. Like when, when I had to shut down my uh, hospital wards, the medicine wards to admissions. So then I, I'm spending my time moving patients from one hospital to another. You know, it's just um, it's um, and it is wearing thin on not just on me, but especially on our nurses and doctors who are putting all of the work and taking care of, of, of patients under horrible circumstances. And kind of what I told you guys last time. I feel for the non-COVID patients, like the, all of the patients whose operations get canceled or who, who have to be moved from one hospital to another, which is very disruptive to their care. Um, so, so it is wearing thin. It's wearing thin on me personally, too. Like, you know, we, we want to, all of us want to be able to travel and experience life and experience culture. And, and, um, and you know, that, that our way of life has been taken away from us. And I just want to go I, to a concert. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Y'all traveling and everything else. Stay home. Watch some music. Exactly. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, and, and I know, but I, I feel it. I'm, I'm super frustrated. Like, you know, uh, every every March, I, we have a trip where all of the guys go to Vegas and we, we take in a fight if the UFC's on, on, in Vegas. And stuff. All of that, you know, our, our the enjoyment of life has gone away. Now it's temporary. We have to be patient. And, and, and I tell myself that, that all the time. But um, it, it's wearing thin on the general population. It's it's wearing thin on me, and I'm supposed to be someone who tells other people to be patient and be calm. And so, so, so I mean, I'm kind of joking and just being dramatic. But the realistic thing is, here we all are sitting here having this raving conversation on St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, it you know, is it's nuts. Day. Yeah, and I'm drinking a diet Pepsi. Yeah, I can go to bars. I don't even go to bar. I don't even like bars. And I wish no. that you guys didn't exist and I was at a bar right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Yeah, when the lockdown lifted here, uh, I had to go get a, a new phone. Well, I didn't have to, but I wanted to. And uh, I went to the mall and I, I fucking hate going to the mall. I only go unless I absolutely have to. And I felt it felt so good to just be in the mall and it wasn't real crowded, but there was enough people there. And it's just like, oh, look, look the teenagers are enjoying themselves, probably getting up and getting into trouble later. And like, oh, look at these people. It's just, it was just nice to see people out and about. 
Um, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Amy. Even I haven't been, I've been to like fucking four movies in the theater my entire life. But if everything's finally safe one day, I might actually go to one and enjoy it. And take it you know, the funny thing is, I don't know if I should be saying this on the podcast, but there was a time <laughs> I did take my kids to um, uh, a movie three weeks ago, like after the second wave, but before this third one, it was a few, several weeks ago where the, when the theaters were open mm. briefly. And just to feel normal. And you know what? We were the only ones in there. So weird. And the movie so was not fucking, some fucking old movie, some <laughs> shitty movie. It was, it was horrible. Like, there's no new movies coming out, right? I haven't seen a new release, like high quality no. new release movie. Really? So they are sh- down here. Okay, there was some shit movie that was like playing from fucking five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and this was Silver City. Like, it was a big movie theater, like uh, yeah. where there's an IMAX and stuff. Uh, at least at that time, they didn't seem in Canada, in, in London, anyways. There was no new releases coming out. And all the new releases are coming out on, um, on Net- Netflix or on yep. Amazon Prime. Or like, you can't, even, you can't even go to the theater to watch a high a high quality movie it seems uh so it is weird the whole at least thing they let weird. you in the building jesus christ <laughs> yeah, i know i know i know <laughs> i shouldn't complain and you know what i sh- i really shouldn't complain i mean but i do feel like well, imagine what our small businesses are going through how many restaurants have gone under how many um my dry cleaner guys uh wow. suffering you know everyone is going through so much economically we can you know it's uh, it's been horrible Talking about economically, uh, have you heard of this uh, man named Roman Baber? I don't want to say it wrong. Barber? Baber? Baber. Baber is the right way to say it. Roman Baber, who's, uh, uh, he, was, uh, he was working for Doug Ford, and he got dismissed because apparently he came out with a statement from 14 or 15 doctors in Ontario saying that lockdown is actually hurting more people than um, helping. Than helping, yeah, because he well he was claiming all kinds of uh, suicides and overdoses and all of that with it, right? Not just the financial, but he was also saying that businesses are diving, like you said, right? But a bunch of businesses are closing down. How do you feel about that? Have you heard about yeah, that? Yeah, he should he should not have lost his job. I mean, people should have their opinion. I mean, even though I might not agree with that, I I do know I do know that because of these restrictions, people are suffering one hundred percent. And businesses are going down. And there may be an argument to say that that in specific countries, the restrictions are more harmful than good. Maybe there is some data. I don't know. I don't think we should be firing people for voicing oh, this their was, opinion. This is here in Ontario. And he was working under Doug Ford. And he said he got 14 or 15 like, medical doctors from Ontario backing him up, giving statements that the lockdown, that there's no evidence of lockdown helping the cases and that that, it's, that it does more harm in terms of overdoses. Yeah, yeah and I think if he's in Doug, I don't know. I, did, I didn't hear about the story. But if he's in Doug Ford's cabinet, I guess Doug Ford has the right to kind of fire him because that yeah, doesn't dismissed represent him. his view. Just dismissed him right away because it was, I, yeah. I, I don't know. And the, the news the news are a horrible place to get news nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it, everything is either fear more, more, more morganing or whatever the word is, or, or you know what I mean? Or it's not a clear story. And in the news, from what I understood, Doug Ford dismissed him right away just for standing up to him and saying that um, Doug Ford's opinion might not be right. But I don't know how much truth is to there to that. Yeah, I, I, but I, I, but listen, I hear you completely. I think we, even if I disagree with someone, we need to have let everyone have their opinion. Yeah, and uh, and then you know what? If it's not true, it'll be drowned out. But I think firing someone for having an opinion is not good. And I think it's a it's a reasonable argument to say that that co- the COVID nineteen pandemic has harmed uh, and the restrictions because of it have harmed a lot of people. There's nothing wrong with saying that and debating 
a little bit debating about what is the proper way to move forward. Do we need to do all of these measures or not? And 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 and, and in, in the end, you know, um, make make uh, make a decision for yourselves in terms of what you believe. But you know, personally, I think um, in the in the in the interest of public safety, the data is so strong for social distancing, wearing masks. Um, you know, I think these things need to be continued. But but with respect to how businesses are operating and what we can do to ease their burden and talking about the harm that the restrictions are having on society is super important. And we need to be able to evolve our thinking and evolve the way we plan <clears throat> based on that and not just say that we're going to stay in masks and social distance and uh, forever. You know, so I, I'm disappointed that uh, that 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 his opinion was not heard and that he had to lose his job over it it was sort of a decent pr move too right because that gave him exposure and a spark i don't know he kind of disappeared but we're trying to talk to him but it's yeah impossible. we're trying to get him on the show we've talked to his constituents <laughs> say that with air quotes because that's the only people i can get through to and uh yeah we, we, uh, we wanted to yet. hear who these doctors are and i want to know what the damn story and... is here um and like i i get i agree with what you're saying you know but even if you don't agree with his opinion that's still a conversation to be had right so yeah Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think it, it, you have to be careful though when you're representing uh, uh, the Conservative Party of Canada, let's say, uh -huh. uh, or you're representing the Premier, and you go out and say something that's completely against what the Premier is saying. If that was his role, like if he was in his cabinet and he said that, that would be, you know, yeah, you, you, that's where you have an in 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 you'd have a discussion with your boss behind closed doors. You don't go to the media and and say something so it really uh, it depends on the details of that story i think the point was that he tried and all that and then at the end of the day he went against the godfather and got fired yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly amy likes to tell people about the different that the what, what free speech actually is and what it isn't and then how there are consequences for things you're not allowed to just go say shit and whatever you want you can be fucking penalized for that no, you are allowed to say whatever you want. Oh, yeah, you're allowed, you're allowed to. Allowed. Yeah. <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck you please. That doesn't mean nothing's going to happen to you. Exactly. So going into this stuff, this this bullshit, uh, we heard about there's going to be a second wave and possibly a third, but I've never heard anything this whole time about a fourth. Is that a thing that is, you know, expected with viruses like this? How there's waves, there's trends, whatever. You know, you know that's the thing. It's... it's, it's um it's not happened in the recent past, right? Like just to go back in time in 2003 with SARS, it was very quickly contained. Uh, and you know, the, the, there was only a, a, a comparatively a very few number of deaths. I, I, I used to know the numbers offhand. I think it was like over 9,300 deaths worldwide, you know, uh, between 20 and 30 countries were, were involved in that pandemic. But, but believe it or not, since 2004, so less than a year after it started, there have been no new cases of uh, SARS. How did that happen? Right? How did that just so, happen? so, so, and uh, that's the thing, right? These viruses are different. So this is not typical at all. Same thing with MERS, which is the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome variant. Very quickly contained. Only 3,000 deaths, I think. And again, it was very quickly contained and is not really a, a, had a resurgence. The thing that's different about COVID-19 is how contagious it is. It's actually less deadly than SARS and less deadly than MERS, but just super contagious. And now that there, it is showing signs of mutations, you know, that does bring us additional challenges for sure. 
um, in the past, we didn't care, right, with coronaviruses, because you you get, you guys were getting coronaviruses every year. You'd get a common cold, mm-hmm. you'd get sick, the same cold would get you the next year. Mm-hmm. It was the exact same one, because you, you lost your antibody response to it uh, that you developed when you were first infected. So, But the thing is, it was a mild clinical problem. You got a cough and cold, and a week later, you were better. The problem with this virus is it's it's very contagious, just like the other coronaviruses, but it... Um, it uh, it has more severe clinical manifestations, especially in our older patients. And as as we get different variants of COVID, uh, is that the testing, the nose testing, the nose swab, or whatever it is that they do now, is there something that could be missed in that when they're doing the tests, where those tests become inaccurate? Yeah, you know, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to see as these new variants come out. So far, the testing is picking up these variants, and and, and they've been able to 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 modify the testing to pick up the variants, mm-hmm. but, but viruses are smart and they, they will continue to mutate. So uh, our, our main hope though, is that again, this will eventually burn itself out. We are seeing that. I mean, we have to be staying on the pause note. We are seeing way less infections than we were historically. We're seeing way less hospitalizations than we were, uh, you know, um, six months ago, less ICU admissions. So we are, we are making headway. Right. I think the thing that's frustrating for you and I and everyone out there is when can we start to live normally? Really, that's the main question without being without being scared for our lives. I, it breaks my heart. You know, my parents live one block from me and I, I you know they're too afraid for me to even come and visit them. Right. And they're fairly old now. So when can people overcome uh, their fears and start to live life a bit more normally and not be so isolated? Yeah, that's really shitty, actually. I don't. I, that's crazy, too, because you think about people that can't visit family. Uh, they're usually saying that they live in different countries or even different provinces, different states or whatever. But like you're saying they live that close and still just because of their age, what could possibly happen? You can't even see them being that close to each other. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. And I feel for young people, too. You know what? I mean, young people who want to date, want to meet people and, you know, or this has got to be devastating for them too. I mean, it's horrible when I drive by the university and there's no students there. Every, there's mm-hmm. tons of, everyone's registered at Western University, but they're all doing it remotely. So it's just, uh, it's a, it's difficult for everyone. What's that like teaching remotely? Uh, have you had to do that? I fucking hate it, man. I'm doing it right <laughs> now with you guys on Zoom. <laughs> I've got a lifetime membership and stocks in Zoom now. It's just brutal. <laughs> It's brutal. Like, I mean, I, I, I loved when I would lecture in front of 180 med students. We joke around, make it, you know, uh, make it a kind of a, uh, a fun learning experience. And uh, we're, we're trying to do the same on Zoom, but it's just not the same. You know, you can use the chat box function so much. You can, you can try and jazz it up, but it, it, nothing is for a teacher. Nothing is better than teaching in person. Yeah, and especially some students that need an extra little bit of help or something, that probably has to be even more difficult on Zoom. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, after, after a lot of the stuff, action happens after the lecture's over and students mm-hmm. come up to you saying, you know what, I'm having a hard time with this concept. Can we meet later to discuss it? Or those, converse, those small conversations you can have with people uh, in small group sessions, you know, we, we, you know uh, where we can, again, take a group of 10 students and show them you know physical exam like how do you practice physical exam on a patient when you can't see can't each other? you can't practice on each other how do you learn how to do a proper heart exam or a proper lung exam when you do you have no one to practice with because of all these uh, social distancing rules so it's it's tough 
Well, something else that you don't get to do as much as you once were not too long ago is uh, the stuff with MMA and combat sports in Ontario, but you do get to watch it. And now we're going to talk about some of it. Did sure. you watch UFC 259? Yes. Holy shit. What a card. Where do we even begin? What did you, at the top of the card, what did you think uh, Israel and Jan Blakowicz going in? Israel trying to go for the championship. Did you think he was going to win, lose? What do you think his chances were? Yeah, you know, you know what? I, 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 I was like with the majority of people, I thought Israel uh, was going to win. He was going to dominate with his kickboxing and was going to um, just toy with him, right? Yeah. But uh, you know what? Jan is a big, strong guy and was able to take him down. And, and, and then Israel had no response. He had no... no couldn't get off his back so he you know it just showed the weight difference i think was hard for him yeah and also he's you know if he's taken down he can if he can be controlled by a stronger guy that's not good he didn't seem to have any good wrestling defense for in response to Jan's takes takedowns he never he, i think he won the first couple of rounds i think he was he, he won some of the early rounds but then he and the other thing about israel is he's very much like anderson silva very in that he, he picks his shots and so there'll be long periods of time of inactivity where he's just fainting and fainting and uh-huh. fainting and fainting and fainting and not throwing. So in the end, I was actually happy he lost because I didn't like his performance. It wasn't entertaining to watch at all. I, I actually didn't like that fight. But, but you know, Jan won, and I was happy for him. Yeah, and going back to middleweight now, you might see some of the, the bigger, bulkier guys try to take the same game plan to Israel when they get that crack at him. Because we've seen that happen before when people try to go up and wait or just take an offhand fight. It doesn't go their way. Sometimes it creates the blueprint on how to beat them. Absolutely. It's a great point. Conor McGregor, I think is a mm-hmm. great example of that for sure. Yeah. Uh, you don't move up and then you see their, you see their, their weaknesses. So it's a good point. Mm-hmm. And the, the women's uh, featherweight championship fight, Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson going into that. Nothing against Megan Anderson at all, but I was just like, ha oh, shit. You, this is probably not going to work out well for you. And it didn't. It didn't at all. What What were your thoughts on that going in? I think I think oh. Nunez is just so far and uh, above her yep. competitors. It's going to be fi- uh, difficult to find anyone who can compete with her. The the one person who can, um, what's her name? Uh, the Russian? No, the uh, is she Russian? Um, she's the champion in the one at one twenty five. I think. Oh, Valentina Shevchenko. Shev- Shevchenko, yeah. Oh, I, love I think her. I think if she moves up to one thirty five, I think that's the plan. If she moves up to one thirty five, that would be a, a she. She would give her a reasonable fight, I think. But Nunez is just so far better than anyone else right now at one thirty five and one forty uh, one forty five yeah. that I can't see her being upset. Now, the, someone will come along. We used to say the same thing about Ronda Rousey, right? Mm-hmm. Someone will come along that will beat her, but it's going to be uh, tough to find someone. Yeah, I don't think they're on the roster as of right now. I don't see no, it. No, she's the most dominant champion, man or woman, right now <laughs> yeah. in the UFC. She's amazing. She's amazing. I ran beside her in Vegas. I was I was um, in Vegas on a, on a trip with some of the guys, and she was there for one of her teammates, I think, just cornering her. Mm. And I ran beside her on the treadmill, and she's an athlete. I mean, she's a well-developed, strong uh, athlete. And uh, I think it's going to be very, very difficult to beat her. And the uh, the bantamweight title fight, Aljamain Sterling versus Krill. You say his name, Petriyan. Yeah, Krill has to say it for me. <laughs> you know, you know what? I, 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 you know, Jan, Jan is uh, that's how you say his last name, right? Jan. Yeah. He's yeah. a mean guy. He's a mean guy. He when he fights, he doesn't give a shit. He'll fuck <laughs> you up, and I fight love you, it. and elbow you, and 
And I think, you know, um, he made a poor decision when Sterling was down, meet him right in the head, and that was a vicious knee. The claims are know. that the corner was yelling to do it, eh? That he was he couldn't see properly, and somebody from the corner yelled, do it, do it, do it, and he did it. Yeah, that's what they claim. And Khabib Nurmagomedov was saying the same thing that he heard them saying that, but it's hard to know with the language barrier. They may have been knee him to the body, right? You can knee someone down a point to the body, but not to the head. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, a that was an execution. Stupid- yeah, that was a dumb decision on him. He was winning the fight. I think he would have fit, he would have beaten up Sterling. I know they said it was close and that the judges had it split, but but in my opinion, Jan was coming on and Sterling was fading. He was yeah. getting tired, so they need to redo it. And I think Jan will win. I, and and I don't think Sterling wants to be a champion this way, so by by disqualification. So I look forward to the rematch. That was an amazing fight up until that moment. It was a great fight. Yeah, that whole uh, card was good. What's that? Girl? My jaw dropped when it happened. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> he was dominating. What just happened? And the re- the ref too. The ref's like, "Don't throw that knee." Boom! Yeah, I was like, oh but he, no. Yeah, but I think the language barrier also. But but it's just a poor decision. He's got to be smarter. Mm-hmm. And w- that ended up being a well. The doctor stopped the fight. Would you have stopped that as well? The way Alexander oh, was acting, he, he couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't compete. It was it was done. He yeah. couldn't even stand up. He looked like he was like loaded, drunk. He was stumbling around everywhere and. That was bad. Is that the guaranteed concussion? Absolutely. That's a head injury, and uh, oh, he'll recover yeah. from it. But but uh, um, but that was a good days. good stoppage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that card. That whole card was really good. Uh, I watched it all the way through. And there was something on this last card. Uh, I should have pulled this up earlier. Well, the uh, eye poke. The eye poke with. Oh uh, my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah. That oh. was. You know, they've got to do something. And and blah. That was like an entire hook. Yeah, no, he, he he got hit right in the eye. And, and the problem, I really like, um, what was his opponent's name? Um, uh, Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards. He's a fantastic fighter. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But he was leading with his fingers open, like pointed towards Bilal the whole time. You, just, you have to have your hand cocked up so your fingers are pointed towards the sky. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have an open, open palm. And he was leading with his fingers. It happened once. They didn't yeah, take yeah, a point off. And then it happened a second time. And it's just deadly. You can detach someone's retina and cause oh. severe damage, right? So it's the most painful thing. So so they've. I, I agree. Bilal put it in his Instagram post recently that um, when you do that kind of foul, it should be an immediate point deduction, not a warning. And I agree with that. It's so serious that an eye poke should be a point deduction. That's the only way you're going to keep your fist closed or keep right. your hands, fingers pointed in the proper direction so that you're not going to injure your opponent. That it's was... going to be difficult to design a glove that prevents that, that allows you to grapple and allows wasn't, you to do jiu-jitsu. Wasn't there a company offering some glove to UFC with covered covered fingers and Dana, Dana White didn't want to do the contract? I've read I've read an article about it. I wish I yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. And I, I'd love to see that glove. I can imagine it would be a difficult uh, design to allow the freedom of the finger movements to be able to do grappling. But maybe someone designed something that, that uh, prevents the finger poke. I'd, I'd have to take a look at it. Everlast, but, Everlast makes the Bellator gloves down. They have a slight curve, almost like the old Pride FC gloves. Right. Uh, but it's still, it's not enough. You can still, you can still put your fingers straight out. If you, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you make your hands stiff and put it straight out, your fingers will go straight out. Will go straight out. Exactly. You can yeah. still overcome that resistance. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. And that was so bad. I read it was either one of the lost comments or one of his corner mates comments that he got poked so bad that he started screaming and crying there because he thought he lost his eye. Oh my God. Yeah, that's why yeah, he was freaking out like painful. that. He, he, he just dropped. Like, I've never screaming. experienced it, but when I talk to other fighters who've experienced that, it's the most pain. It's worse than getting, you know, 
uh, nailed in the balls. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a horrible pain. Horrible. Oh, I bet. And the same thing happened, happened to Anthony Johnson, who's another top light heavyweight. I remember that. Yeah, when him, remember when he fought at 170, he got yeah. fingered so bad. He was out for a year and a half or two years, I think. Yeah, so because of how severe ruined. the injury was. Yeah. Uh, look at Bisping. His eye was destroyed to the point he had a glass eye and still fought. I don't know if he's all right in the head. That, that was old TRT, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TRT Vitor. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no, that, 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 they, they do have to do something, but at least penalize it. Like, even if it's unintentional, you almost got to wonder if you should just penalize it because it's just, uh, People got to keep their fingers, either their fists clenched or their fingers have to be pointed in the right direction. Uh, have you had to stop or like examine someone who's had a nasty eye injury during a fight? No, but the, the fight I'm famous for stopping was the Ortega fight. Ortega, when he fought Holloway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, was, uh, that was one fight I stopped. But I've not, I've not had to stop a bad, uh, for a bad eye injury. I've stopped um, a, a pulsatile bleeding cut on the forehead when... When Caro Parisian was uh, kneed by Ryan Ford at the first oh. ever Ontario MMA MMC. event in London, oh, yeah, no, I thought it was, that, was it MFC? Uh, it, it it was a promotion that no longer exists, so it might have been might, might have been, been that one. Yeah, yeah, and so that was the very first event that happened in Ontario that was legal, and uh, that's why I stopped that fight as well for a bad cut. So I stopped fight for cuts and for um uh, and for uh, bad, bad you know head injury and the fighter was really unable to continue. But uh, not for an eye injury. And also on that Leon Edwards card, a little earlier in the night, Eric Anders and Darren Stewart. Um, Eric Anders hit Darren Stewart with a knee when he had three points down. But Darren Stewart put his arm up to cover his head before Anders' foot left the ground, and he kneed him in the forearm, and the ref stopped the fight. Do you think is that a legal strike? Like how much interesting? That's interesting. I missed that fight, but that sounds like it would be legal because my understanding is you are allowed to knee a downed opponent to the body mm-hmm. and the arm is part of the body. Yeah. And the arm uh, was there first. Yeah. So, so I don't know if the referee maybe mistook it for a headshot, mm. you know, it could be, but you're allowed to knee someone to the chest, to the shoulders. You know what I mean? So the arm should uh, a need knee to the arm in a downed opponent is legal. In my opinion. That's what I thought as well. Are you allowed yeah. to kick the body of a downed opponent? So you can you can you can definitely kick the body of a down opponent. You'll see them do that with them. Um, I don't want to use the word stomp, but it looks like it, where they slap their leg the the leg down on it. If yeah. opponent is in the in the kind of in the guard position and someone's standing on top of them, they yeah. will try and bring their leg down in almost a um, um, uh, scissor kick kind of movement to try and, and, and injure the body. So you can you can you can definitely do that. Mm. Can, can you like soccer kick them? If they're on like point, like thumb no, knees, so, so, so you in can't start kicking in the ribs. Is, yeah, I know you can start kicking in the head then, but I mean, the to the is, body, yeah. can you kick them to the body or no? Yeah, and, and, and they usually bring their kicks to the body from the side. Yeah, but uh, and they're, they're usually focused on kicking the legs. You're right, they don't try and get around yeah, the body. Full. It's difficult actually. If yeah. you're in proper guard and you're in the proper defense position, it's actually very difficult to try and get your kick around to hit the body. Yeah, and the next big one they got coming up, uh. March 27th, that's the uh, UFC 260. Stipe and Francis. Uh, what do you think about that fight? I think it's going to be a great fight. I think Fran- yeah. I'm, I'm hoping Francis Ngannou's improved his wrestling mm-hmm. because I think if he can improve his takedown defense and he's, his cardio's top-notch, he, he can knock anyone out on any given day, right? The guy mm-hmm. is a freak of nature. He's powerful. and So I, I'm going to pay to watch that fight for sure mm-hmm. uh, because I, it's got me intrigued enough, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Miocic, who's a wonderful athlete, again, just uses all of his tools to take him to the ground and, 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 and dominate him. But, but I think the power of Nganu, you know, always has you thinking, you know what, maybe this time he's got him. And I'm, I'm hoping Nganu's not the same fighter that he was yeah. when he fought Stipe for the first time. So it's a, it's a good fight. If I was a betting man, I would probably pick Stipe Miocic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know what, Nganu's one second away from, from being a, a heavyweight champion with, you know, just one punch. And the the winner of that gets the the gift of John Jones at heavyweight. Who who do you want to see him line up against? Out of those, you know two? what? I, I believe it or not, I think Miocic has the tools to beat John Jones more than uh, Francis. Than yeah. yeah, I mean uh, John Jones is a killer wrestler. You know they don't talk about how good of a wrestler he is, and um, I think I think he, he you know I I, I really think um, Ngannou um, would have a tough time with John Jones, uh, but Miocic. I think it's a different beast. I think that would be a super fight, Miocic versus Jones. What do you think about John at heavyweight? I think he's, you know, he's, he's, he's. I, I've, I've, I've been, I've had the pleasure of being the lead physician for three of his fights when he fought in, in Toronto, um, and um, and the guy is a incredible athlete, incredible, and uh, but you know, he's he's a small, he's a, a small light heavyweight. In my opinion, compared to some of those guys, really. So I think, so I think he, 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 meaning he has the ability to fill in more. He's pretty slim. Okay, I can't um, see so, you say that. So, I, so I think, I think if he puts on thirty or four or twenty or thirty pounds of of effective muscle and doesn't slow down too much, I think he's, he's just such an amazing athlete. I think he would uh, he'll excel at heavyweight. I don't, uh, you know, and I, I, you know, Israel Adesanya and John Jones, John Jones were calling each other out all the time, but I think John Jones is. A different athlete than you know, even Israel. They're different levels, and um, and uh, I think John will excel at heavyweight. All right. Anything else you guys want to get in before we let the good doctor go? The good doctor. The good uh, doctor. I'm not, sure I'm, I'm not sure I'm a good doctor. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, we can cut that part out. But uh... oh, you're a mo- you, we see you've been doing some modeling lately. We got to get that in. Oh, oh don't shit. kill my vibe here, dude. All right, take it over, Amy. Take it over. <laughs> take it away. I got questions, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, what was the impetus of this photo shoot? Because it felt like we were trying to give some props to the jacket or the maker or giver of the jacket. And I feel like that is a lie. No, that's a lie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty jacked just so you know, I mean, I train all the time. I mean, I mean, cool. One good thing of COVID is I got my abs back. There's nothing else to do, but work out. So, so I've, I've been having a, if you want to know the truth, I've been having a midlife crisis for the last 10 years. And that was just one, <laughs> that was just one, one small part of my midlife crisis. <laughs> so I have to have a photo shoot before I lose all my hair and, uh, and, and get more and more in age more and more. So it's just for my own ego, frankly. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're yeah. great pictures, but I, what did I say, Jason? You, I was like, Jay-Z-ish and something real Jay-Z. No, no. Yeah. No. So one of them where you had clothes on, you had um, a Jay-Z like look on your face. <laughs> and then one of them, you just felt like, what did I say? I said, if, if Macklemore was a Canadian doctor. Oh yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that. Yeah. You guys keep like chatting for a second. It was about Macklemore. And look, I'm, I'm, I am busting your balls. Cause that's pretty much my function on the show. <laughs> but, um, 
but no, like it was, it was actually funny because in like, we've been talking about every time we talk to you, how crazy and fucked up everything is one thing, at least for me, somebody who spends a lot of time on social media and had an entire career in it that has been lacking noticeably is like actual pictures of things that aren't the inside of somebody's house professionally shot actual so like that was actually why i noticed it i saw it go by and i was like oh this must be an ad everybody's shitty pictures of their dinner at home on their timeline are uh desensitizing me to actual like good pictures and then i scrolled and i was like what the fuck are you wearing what is happening (laughs) what is going on here that was the I, at, the, at the risk of being beat up by some animal rights people, it's quite quite a nice fur coat that I was wearing. Actually. No, it looks like a nice coat. But um, I mean. but one of my buddies actually is a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal fight photographer. Actually, I, his work is amazing. His name's Mark Ruddick, and he uh, he uh, has taken a few shots of me when I was competing in kickboxing and boxing and mixed martial arts and stuff. He'd always take uh, be at the fight events, the amateur fight events where I was I was uh, fighting at. So he uh, he also takes pictures of me that have nothing to do with fighting. And so I said, you know, I got this nice fur coat. Can you take some <laughs> pictures of me? And he said, sure. I love this. <laughs> so, I love it. so we so, had that photo shoot. So what is the likelihood of you coming back on this show ever again if I take one of those pictures and use it as our Instagram post when we post the show? Well, for sure. I'd be happy to. I'd love it. Okay. That'd be amazing for my Because ego. that's happening. All right. Uh, that would that's solve all awesome. my problems. Let's solve all of my problems. (laughs) (laughs) And and you can rest assured, oh, wait, I don't know enough TV to make this joke. There was about to be a joke coming about some kind of doctor that everybody loves. This house, household of them? No. Who's the one? (laughs) There was a doctor that everybody, oh, oh, Patrick, no, fuck, what's his name? Everybody used to call him Dr. Clooney. George Clooney. George George Clooney, Clooney, that guy. There's going to be a Clooney joke in there somewhere. But I Yeah, they love him. Yeah. 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 (laughs) On a more serious note, one thing I really was curious about, other than seeing your parents and possibly another human, if you go to a movie, well, well, you're not going to tell Macklemore MD. Oh well, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, that's what I said. That's, it was that's the name. <laughs> that's the name she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need that would be perfect screen name. In fact, <laughs> all um, right, Amy. Yes. Sorry so, other than seeing your parents, seeing a movie that isn't a shitty movie, um, you should see Coming to America too. That was fun. Um, what are you going to do first? Like, what's the first thing you legit do when everything, I'm not going to say back to normal. Cause I, I am, I'm so hateful of that phrase. I think people don't understand that's not a thing, but when things are lifted and you can move about the country freely, what is the very first thing you do? You know, it's, it sounds terrible, but I want to go to Vegas. I have so many good memories of hanging out in Vegas with my friends. Mm-hmm. I just want to go to Vegas, go to all the best restaurants, you know, gamble, Go watch the shows. I hope you know circus. I hope the circus delay shows come back. They will. And and just take you know. I want. I want. I heard they went bankrupt and stuff, right? So I hope. I just want. I want to go. To, like you said, I want to go see a concert and just do this. The, you know, that used to be my uh, yearly thing that I would do with my friends. So I'd love to just be able to do that. And the next best thing is 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 a, I, do, I want to go see a fight. Like I want to go see a, a even here in London, Ontario, a, a sports combat event, with thousands of people in the audience, and just. <laughs> I, don't, I know you probably that. know this, but you could kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, by going to Vegas and watching the fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I used to do. I used to go there and I watch a UFC event or a boxing event and stuff, right? And, uh, and so I, I just love to go back and do that. Are well, you still... fuck it, man. My first trip was going to be New Orleans, but if you promise to bring the coat, I'm coming to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, you know, I love New Orleans. I love New Orleans. That's a great city, too. Are you, st- are you still... Uh, 
Last time we spoke, it was uh, late December, December 23rd, it was, right before the lockdown happened. Uh, are you still planning on or looking into the possibilities of throwing some sort of event in the fall? Yeah, so in the fall, believe it or not, we're having, uh, I'm working with um, my committee and Jamie Champion's one of my friends who's on, yeah, on our committee. We had him on we're a actually, um, Yeah, we're doing a virtual event with Brendan Schwab, who's a former UFC fighter, ah, oh, turned wow. comedian. And so I'm, 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 I've just got received the contract today. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to sign it and send it back, and we're gonna we're gonna hire him to deliver a comedy show virtually. We're, it's just you too... need a heckler. Yeah, yeah, you you guys are. You know, we'd love to have you guys there. But uh, it's gonna be a virtual comedy event. We we're just too chicken to go do anything live yet, even yeah. though it's not until September the 25th. So the year after, we're definitely if if things are better, we're gonna do a a, a live combat sports event for sure. So you're thinking we got another year on hold, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, at least for our charity event. I hope it won't be that long, but for our charity event, I think it's too much risk for us to try and do a live event in September. Hmm. Yeah, so September the 25th, we'll have Brendan Schwab delivering a kind of a, a comedy night. Well, we'll have to have you and Mr. Champion on to talk about that as we get yeah, a little closer to oh, it. Thank you. I'd love that. We'd love for you guys to be there. We, we yeah. the, the event is usually free. It's it's free for people to attend. and. Yeah. Um, And we just would like to raise awareness about about uh, our charities and stuff. So that'd be, that'd be amazing. Yeah, no, we'll definitely line that up. Like I said, we had Jamie on a, a few months ago. Um, mm-hmm. I've had I've obviously done lots with Jamie over the years covering combat sports, whether it be UFC level. And obviously I try to give much as much as I could back to lo- the local level, regional shows and even the amateur stuff going on. So Jamie and I have known each other. Since MMA diehards days in the, like the early 2010s, uh, actually when we called him, he started laughing because he said, when my name comes up on his phone, it still says MMA diehards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he's like, it I've known you for a long too. time. You know, he's a great man, Jamie. Yeah. And he's done a lot for the mixed martial arts scene in Ontario. You know, can't even imagine stuff on all the hard work he's put in the background to, to help athletes and stuff like that. So he's been an amazing asset, I think, for Ontario, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think you uh, have the same reputation amongst combat sports athletes in Ontario, my friend. Uh, I don't know about that, my son, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie Champion, for sure. I mean, without him, I think uh, mixed martial arts would not have flourished as much as it has in Ontario. Okay, well, we will let you get out of here now, unless there's anything else you want to add, Faisal. No, you know what? Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for having me on your podcast again. Hey, I honestly do hope... Use- Could you actually use Twitter and then also now you can plug it? <laughs> Say that again? I said, could you like actually use your Twitter and then I now don't, you can yeah, actually I plug know. it? I know. I don't. I just, you, I'm really bad at social media. You have to teach me, Amy. I mean, yeah. I, I only use Instagram and Facebook and even those I probably don't use properly. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> I know how you feel. Trust me. Aww. Yeah. But, but you know what? I, I hope one day we can get together in person, even. And That'd be awesome. A, a fight event or a dinner or, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, and not talk about viral infections. Yeah, That would no be shit. Talk about anything else. Parking sure. tickets. Who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. Okay, Faisal. No, thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming, for coming through. And we'll be doing this again. And uh, keep us in the loop. I'll, I'll talk to Jamie as well. Keep us in the loop with what's going on. We'll line something up to get some promotion out about this. And I'd love that. Thank you so it. much. Thank you awesome. so much, everyone. I love it. Take yeah. care, guys. You too. Talk to you later, you. Faisal. Have a good See night. Ya. Bye. Bye. Building downtown. Building downtown. Building downtown. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.